No need to whine and shiny balloons up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Green on the Whiny Palooza podcast, and I am so excited today because I have Vanessa Cologne here with me today. Vanessa, thank you so much for doing this with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. It's it's 7 a.m. where she is, so she is a really good sport to be doing this with me right now, so thank you for that. I'm going to tell you about this fabulous lady. My words are not coming out well. I better like do some tongue exercises or something. But Vanessa is the founder of Cologne Family Services School, a nonprofit organization that provides education for K through eight, along with resources and support to families with strong-willed children that someone call 2E, twice exceptional, which I've never heard of. So I have to ask you about that. After being an in-home behavior specialist and supervisor of various California behavioral programs for many years, she came up with the idea of yoga education for autism spectrum and spent her free time creating her own program. After years of studying clinical psychology and working with different populations around trauma, attachment issues, and family dynamics. Yaz Yoga is an exciting and personal yoga curriculum for children that benefits self-regulation. Her book, Shut Up and Parent, love the (laughs) title, gives parents the tools for managing their kids' daily behaviors. Vanessa is a family interventionist offering comprehensive and individualized coaching and support regularly. There I go again. She hosts the podcast, Parenting with Vanessa Cologne, and lectures at numerous schools and organizations. You are a busy lady. Yeah. (laughs) You are a super busy lady. And um, I have so many things I want to ask you, but let's start with what inspired you to become a family interventionist? I would love to know. You know, when sometimes, okay, so whenever I was young, when I was younger, (laughs) I've always babysat. I was always around children. And then I started uh, bartending and like working in the cocktail lounge and doing other stuff. And I just met a lot of people, a couple of them, you know, were parents. (laughs) So they would ask me to like babysit or watch their kid. And it just so happened that one of the families at the time had a child with autism. So this was like 25, 26 years ago. And so, um, no idea what that was. I agreed to it. I, you know, did some research. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I walking into? Mm. 
And it just kind of is it's snowballed from there. So every time I try to find a job and do something different, the universe is like, yeah, no, just kidding. It's not going to happen. So it's never been like, oh, it, it's just kind of grown in a way of like what the needs are of the children. So like I have a school, it happened to be an accident. Three kids happened to get kicked out the same week. And I had shadows for these kids in school. So like, and now I have three shadows, three kids, and I'm all, I guess, come into my house. So it's never been like, oh, I'm, I'm like waking up with this idea. It's more like what, what comes my way and what are the needs and how do we get those needs met? Because I just can't watch. I have a really hard time seeing somebody struggle, especially a child. So mm-hmm. I just want to come in and help and support, but now it's kind of evolved. Like I just finished my other curriculum, the three R, which is for social emotional learning. Learning, which is like the redo, rewind and repair. I'm like, how do you actually teach kids empathy and a way of like helping them build friendships and social skills? Cause through this pandemic, there's such a need right now. Oh, I couldn't have said that better. It, it definitely a hundred percent. It sounds like you are doing what you are supposed to be doing. Yes. So that's yes. From, once you open the, when once you kind of go in that right direction, I mean, literally like I have had every door slammed to me and anytime I was hired somewhere an agency, I'm end up fired. Um, I, it's just like when I was, <laughs> my first job was when I, with my mom at her travel agency and she fired me within a week because I was like, I don't understand what envelope has to have the perfect name on there. Like I'm not, <laughs> I have a series on my website. Who cares? Your brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> It doesn't matter. No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, you have so much knowledge. I want to pick your brain about all of this stuff that you're doing with families and kids. And you have powerful one-liners that we can use for challenging parenting moments when they push our buttons. So tell us these one-liners. Okay. So, you know, I think a lot of it, so my book, my first book is called Shut Up and Parent for the reason that we talk too much. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And like, I don't, like the more that you're talking, the more the kids are not processing because it's just going blah, blah, blah. So I always have these just like simple one liner, which is like, let me know when you're ready to listen. And I walk away, but it's let me know when you're ready. So then again, you're putting the choice on the child to take responsibility of their actions versus yelling nonstop. And, you know, kids can be very well trained to be like, well, on the fifth time I can call, I'll come in. And because my mom's going to take that many times to yell at me. <laughs> Like I got a good couple minutes more of screen time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's not going to do it until she comes in. And uh-huh. I have a rule, like, I only ask two times a third time. I'm going to help you. And parents uh-huh. are like, oh, you're going to help them all. I'm going to help them. Like, I'm going to help them make the right choice. I'm not going to ask that. I love that. I love that. So many tips already. Um, <laughs> I do. I do talk too much. I have gotten that feedback. My middle <laughs> child is like, you just need to listen to me. She's like, don't talk. And you know, that is a great, you know, as you're talking with your child and as they're getting older, it's like, well, I even do this with my friendships. Do you want me to listen? Yes. Do you feedback. What do you need me to do? Because I'm not messing up this friendship. Cause I've done this a lot already by giving my feedback. And I'm like, mm. as you get older, you realize some people just want to be heard. And silence is sometimes so much stronger than words. Well, and I want to back you up because in the field that we're in, it's really hard with friends when we, when we want to do like the advice and like, I know what she should do, or I think I know. And I, and I'm like, she doesn't want advice. No, it's hard. It's very hard. You know, to me, I feel like everyone has a life lesson. Like, and I talk to educators and stuff, and then they're like, I feel so sorry for this child because you're doing it. Don't feel sorry for a child. Don't because then you put the bar low. 
Mm. They want it. Everyone comes in with their learn their learnings. Their learning style is different. They need to figure it out. And what are they going to provide for to bring back to the world for themselves, right? But I feel like the minute we start feeling sorry for people or we're doing that kind of thing, it just brings the the bar low because then it's like, well, I don't want to push so hard because you know they've had a rough life already. So maybe they can just I don't know. <laughs> like no, that's good advice. That's really good because we do that. We all do that. We always do. We all- yeah. And even my teacher's like, well, I feel bad, you know, because of their history. And I go, you're not helping them. It is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So five powerful tools that we can use to rewind and repair situations that are out of control. I'm dying to hear this. So <laughs> the three R method. Okay. <laughs> yes. I love it. Uh, I love so- the three R's. So the re so the redo, right? So the first one is the redo. So that's when you actually see like, oh crap, this is going the wrong way, right? Or it already went the wrong way. And then it's like you do the I think what happens is a lot of times people start getting into, you know, no, we're not doing that. No, we're not. And it's like this whole thing. And then it just escalates, right? So it's not really about what just happened and, and it becomes about something else. And so I think what ha- then the parent says, no, we're not going to do that. Then they take the child away. So there's no teaching involved. Right. So you have two siblings that are arguing over something. One person blocks for the blocks. And then the parents like we're separating you. But what, what I like to do about the redo is that you have, it's very specific and like, there's a lot of strategies that go with it. Right. So you see it, we have, there you go. So then we have to go into the rewind. Let's do that again. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm not going to ask a child, Oh, what would you have done differently? He would have done it. Like they would have done it. So it's like, Oh, okay. I'm going to help you you know, I'm going to give you the language and then we're going to build it again. But normally sometimes kids that want to destroy something, they just want to play with you, but they don't have the language. So then let's go and take a step back and saying, Hey, I want to play with you. And then the repair is helping them rebuild. Like, I don't believe in the word. Sorry. Sorry. Drives me crazy. (laughs) Um, It's like, I just, when I hear it, I'm just like, Oh, this doesn't mean anything. Right. So I'm looking at what the three R's is that you're looking at the action that follows right? So like a card or you, you're helping them rebuild and you're, it, it's repairing the relationship. And I think a lot of times kids, when they don't have that repair piece, then they start to feel worse about themselves because the relationship is broken. Yeah. So imagine a kid at school that does something and that repair doesn't happen, goes home. He's thinking about it all day long. Doesn't want to go to school the next day. Yes, definitely. So definitely. you have anxiety right there. Yes. Well, and it's so funny because I love these three R's and I talk about these three R's, but as you're talking, I'm realizing I've never taught them to my children. (laughs) How does that make any sense? Um, But there's R words that are magical and these are three of them. Right. And I just, and, and when I do the rewind, I'm like, Oh, rewind it. And then I'm it's, it's again, like your body language, how you approach the child, because they're already, some of them already feel shame for what they just did. So yes. if you're going to come at them with another thing of like, you did, what did, what are you thinking? <laughs> and I want to do that too, but you can't, well, let's mm-hmm. rewind that. And then like, even if I'm reprimand, like reprimanding a kid, I'm always like this. Got it. You know, <laughs> you right. We're good. Oh my God. You are so fun. I want to like hang out with you, but I'm also really super alpha personality, man. Your kid's not going to tell me what to do. So, but you you know what I mean? Is that boundary piece? Yes. Like we're going to try that again. I mean, even when you tell a kid to walk right across the room and they're running like, oh, let's rewind that. We're going to take you back and you're going to learn how to do it. Correct. And, and it's obviously working because you're using it. 
I use it, you know, for me, I use it in every situation with my kids. So I have a school for kids, you know, with learning and some behavioral issues. And a lot of times these kids have come from multiple schools. Then they're with me. I always say I'm like the last resort before maybe they go somewhere else. I don't know. Um, but that a lot of these kids don't trust adults. They don't trust teachers. They don't try. They, they, we have to rebuild everything. And then what ends up happening is they've hit other kids. And then it's like, well, we're going to call mom. You know, two weeks ago, a little girl did something and then she, like when the mom came in, she thought I was going to go tattle on her. And I go, and I looked at her, I go, what happens at school stays at school, honey. It's already done. And I'm not like, your mom doesn't even know anything. I'm not telling her anything, but again, like my kids also with that, with that approach, they never tell on me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I did something. (laughs) I was like, or like, oh, I just slipped in my cuss. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and they don't oh. say, they're not going home to their parents. And I go, well, you know. <laughs> so you're really building trust with them, which is what yeah. they need. Yeah. It all comes. And the, you talk about three R's, it's all about relationship building. So it's relationship building with the relation with the person that, you know, you're looking at attachment, you're looking at other things like that, but really it comes down to the consistency piece and following through and like what you're doing, you know, and you can make mistakes and be, but it's not like admit the mistakes, like, oh, and if you're having a bad day, pick and choose your battles, but also tell them, you know what? I'm not picking every battle with you today. I'm going to figure that out and what's going to happen. But tomorrow we're back to normal, you know, but again, you're in control. It's not the child in control. Yes. yes. So it's, they, and then always giving them choices. Like I'm constantly giving choices, but there's a kid that's like, I want the third choice. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and you're talking about the three R's and I don't know if that's the answer to this question, but you know how to successfully get through a meltdown. Is that what you're using to successfully get through a child's meltdown? Yes. yes. So, okay. Well, I'm not doing, so during a meltdown, yeah. Silence is key. Right. Uh, yeah. Silence is key. So you want to make, so it depends, like safety is number one. I always talk about safety is of course, number one on there, but you know, if a parent, like I just had a call the other day and I'm like, my kid hit me in the car and I go, why don't you pull the car over? <laughs> like, these are like little things, right? Like when you're doing that, pull the car over. All right. Let me know when you're ready. And that's it. And you don't need to talk. The more that you yell, just escalates everything. And, and I know a lot of parents don't want to deal with this in public. Like I don't mind dealing with things in public. Like I don't care. Um, but you know, I think for that is being able to look at your environment, but also if it's at home and your kid is just like having a meltdown, you know, I'm not one to be like, I don't believe in timeouts. I'm like, okay, I obviously I need a break from you. You need a break from me. You could do that. I think that's one thing to do. If it's, the whole family's fighting, which I've seen before. I'm like fire drill. And then everybody goes into a different, you know, you have one fire word. Everyone's gone. Oh my gosh. I'm totally going to use that. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, that's it. Listen, cause it, it, all of a sudden, like one parent comes in and the other one, and then another child. And then you have like, and then if you have three kids, you're all outnumbered. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are outnumbered here. <laughs> and then one kid gets mad because you're being mean. Like, I mean, my kids are all defending each other and I'm all, no, it's like, 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 I could, yeah, I could totally picture that. And what about preventing them? What can we do to prevent it from even starting? Okay. So I don't think 
behaviors are bad. And I think that when we start looking at behaviors, like behavior is somebody that's like quiet in the corner, like, or hiding or just being internalizing it. I think behaviors are a sign of like how a child's feeling internally. Mm. So I don't feel like they are bad. I think what happens is people try to, one of the things I think I see over and over again is that people try to not have the behavior happen. So then they accommodate the child with everything. And then guess what happens then? Then the child is like, if it doesn't go their way, they have a bigger behavior. Mm. So if you're trying to avoid the behavior, that means that you are literally like reinforcing tons of little things, which has a huge behavior. So, but things that prevent it, you know, I think is like being consistent with your words, giving them choices that they want to do. Um, understanding that, that some kids just need to explode here and there. I know some kids I'm like, okay, it's been two months. We're re- I'm ready for you. <laughs> no, that is, that is accurate. Yeah. And, and it's interesting how you look at it, because I think if we can shift parents to look at behaviors, not as bad, I think that deescalates them right there. Right. And in my book, it's called love taps. Ooh, <laughs> so I that- love that. Like, I'm going to have my mom fire you, Vanessa. You're the worst teacher ever. I've been called Cruella DeVille. Like, I'm like oh, <laughs> you love me. <laughs> but I do not. Like, <laughs> Where did you get love taps from that? Tell me more. I, I, I think it's perspective. Like, I'm not, I get yelled at all day long. I'm dealing with kids. Like, I mean... I just, I'm getting kids that they hit, they bit. I've been, I've had it all happen to me. And to me, it's like, and I, I don't mind it to me. It's like, I'm a safe zone for them to, to show yeah. them. And I'm here to teach. So it doesn't bother me. Parents like mortified. I'm like, Oh my God, my kid bit you. And I'm all whatever. I got, I know how to get out of the bite. <laughs> well, and you're smiling and you have such a good attitude. Like, how are you how are you coping with all of this every day? Like, what are you doing for yourself that you're so okay? You know, I mean, when you know that you're here for a reason and this is it, then it just works. Um, you know, I, I will go, like, I mean, I'm speaking at my first conference in two weeks and then I have, I'm going to Vegas for some awards. I don't know, something, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, but to me, this is all, it doesn't, at the end of the day, doesn't mean anything unless I have that connection. Like I will never not be with children because children are the ones that like make me happy. Cause when they do come in and like, you see that light in their eyes, when they figured it out, you're like, that's what this is about. Yes. And sometimes it's not, not that often. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes I want to strangle a child too. And I'll tell yeah. them right now. I'm like, yeah. I need a moment. Cause there's one kid in my school that I've been with for years. And you know, as he's getting older, like me being the owner of the school and the one that comes up with it, the kids look like, let's see if I can bring her down. <laughs> they don't take yeah. it to my teachers the way that they'll do with me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I also Gosh. challenge them. <laughs> I'm also that teacher's like, bring it. What do you got? <laughs> you guys, you are awesome. It sounds like you have an amazing school. I do. We have movement desks. The, the kids can sit any which way they want to. They can, they could take as many breaks as they need. It's just, it's a small setting, a very small community. Um, I love it. We, you know, with my podcast and my other stuff that I'm doing, we do get other kids. So we're doing a social emotional learning camp this summer, but it's definitely my passion and what I'm doing and seeing these kids. Cause they, they can't do 20 kids in a class. They just, 
And also they're that we were talking about to eat earlier. They're there's yes. These kids are like super, super smart academically. Like I call them like, like the Elon Musk children, right? Like super smart, but then the social emotional is lower. So then how do you bring it up? Because I have a kid that's that's you know five years old can do fifth grade language. Oh gosh. That's like <laughs> wow. But yet turn taking and like playing a game can be very difficult. Yeah. And then you have these kids with high verbal skills. So then you think that they know things, but they're really using that verbal language to hide that they're, they're, they're struggling. Mm. And you've got this all figured out. It's amazing. I don't have anything figured out. (laughs) You have a lot figured out and wait twice, twice exceptional. So twice. So why is it twice exceptional? I just have, I have like a super high, like IQ in some air, like there are just certain areas that are like a lot stronger than others. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and I of all people need to learn what an underreaction is. So I, so we're in a challenging situation. I've gotten so much better. <laughs> what is, what is an underreaction that we can use? You know, okay. Before I, when I wrote that, I, uh, didn't have this kid, <laughs> another kid that taught me something else. So they all do. They all they do. Totally, no, they totally do. And like, um, the underreaction is that silence piece, right? It's just not mm. like, let me know. It's again, that what goes down to the, your toolkit, like the, the, the one-liner, let me know when you're ready to talk. Well, then I got this kid recently that, you know, loves to argue. Mm. So the silence doesn't really work. Right. So like, he's just picking at it. And the next thing you know, he's like, not, I'm going to make you talk to me (laughs) screaming at me nonstop. And in that moment I had to match him. So there is a part of like me knowing my kids and that, like, I, I need to take it to that level, match him. And then he'll come back down. Right. Cause it's almost like, as he's getting up, I have to bring it back down. Makes so so much sense. Yeah. So, I mean, it really depends. So it's not like, oh, it works with everybody. And after I matched him and brought it down when he was calm, we talked about, I'm like, you know, these are not healthy ways of communicating. It's just not. Um, and as you get older and you're building relationships, like you can't be coming at people and hounding them over and over again to do something. And then just going, just, just wanting to do, and I'm just trying to stay calm. <laughs> Oh, and finally I'm like, stop it. <laughs> uh huh. And he did, but he, he's like, I knew I can get you to react. I'm all... <laughs> These kids. <laughs> but I said, what can we do differently? Right. So I asked him, I go, so how was my reaction? Like, what should we do? I do check in with my kids afterwards. Cause I think that's one of the things that from part of the relationship building, okay, should I've done that differently? What do you think? Was I too over the top? Was I not under what, what was I? And, um, he's like, mm maybe a little bit higher up next time. And then on this situation, you can go a little bit lower with that. Like, okay, now what are you going to do? That's really good. I I do not do that. I think that's really good getting feedback about how we're being. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're not perfect. None of us are like, and I didn't, you know, I don't, and you know, I'm dealing with, I'm lucky with that. I have like this attachment issue adoption. Like I have, of a diverse background. Cause when I was going to do my, uh, 
I decided not to get licensed because there's too many rules. I don't do well with rules. Mm. I was like, well, why would this approach work with everybody? It's not going to work with everybody. And why would that one work with this one? It doesn't work. So I just kind of went through it, all of them and just got trained things and just looked at it differently. Cause you could, there's so many different lenses that you can look at. Very true. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't want to get stuck on one thing. Like I've never read an assessment. Kids come in and they're like, parents will come into my school. They're like, well, do you want the assessment? I'm like, yeah, no, it's okay. Oh, I love this. It's to me, it's like somebody just sat there, asked a couple of questions. The DSM is going to change anyways in another five years. Like, I, like, <laughs> like that's my perspective on the whole thing. And, um, I, and I don't care. And I tell people like, even when I go in to do a school observation and sometimes I'll just send me a video and I just show me the eyes and let me just see and from there. And then I can go from there, but I'm not going to ask everyone. Everyone wants to tell me this long story. And I'm like, I don't want to hear the story. Like, let me just figure it out and then we'll come back and then tell me the story. And, and then you're not tainted. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I knew I was in the right job when I was doing family counseling because they told me I was not allowed to use the DSM. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love this place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I know you well, just popped up out of somewhere else. I mean, and it's like every, and then when I do my trainings for my yoga thing, I, you know, I got one person in the crowd that's like very PC and I'm just like, can we just stop? Like, it's, it's not about, it's about what you're getting. And if I'm saying something wrong, like I I'm sorry, but that's not my intention. That's not where my heart is. That's not who I am. Absolutely. And if you're going to spend time on that crap, like I don't need it. <laughs> Keep going. I, I agree. I agree with you. And you've mentioned not saying no. You've mentioned that instead of no, we want to teach. Can you give us an example? Right. So, you know, I think that I was in a conversation with a couple of head of schools and one of the, one of the, one of the things that was brought up that one, there was a fight that happened at school and, and one of the kids like broke another pair of kids glasses. And then of course the child goes where the principal's office. And to me, I'm like, well, where's the teaching? You know what I mean? So it's like looking at every situation, like, okay, how can we teach? Because when you're telling a kid no all the time, is it maybe they don't know a different way? So I, and I think when you have a kid with high verbal skills, that can talk their way out of anything. Like I just told a parent yesterday, I'm like, your kid's five years old and can get behind a car and can probably get get tacos. We have a ticket. Like, like he just (laughs) has no skills, but, but he might be like the social piece is lower. Right. So then it's looking at how are we teaching all of that in a way that makes sense for everybody. So instead of saying, no, I'm going to give choices or, Hey, you know, we can't have screen time right now, but in 30 minutes you can, uh, you can't have Minecraft, you know, at school, but at two o'clock. Yes. So again, it's looking at that. If you, but if you find yourself constantly telling your child, no, to do the same thing over and over again, to me, that's a, that's an opportunity to start teaching something else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, you say that we can make yes more successful. Yeah. So tell me about that. I think just make, I feel like when a child feels like, okay, like we do our check-in, right? How, how did I do on there? And then they do their part. I'm more likely to say yes to more things that they want to do. Cause I'm seeing that they're working towards a, a relationship with me and they're working on themselves. Like I tell, you know, even at age three, I tell kids, it's a choice to be happy or not. And what is your choice? Your choices don't affect me. Yeah. But they affect you. Because the minute you sell a kid that makes me really mad, you're giving that kid way too much power. Mm. <laughs> we all do that. 
Yeah. But think about it. Then they're like, oh, well, I'm going to do that again. I mean, some kids are so smart. They're like, well, let me think about that. Let me see how I'm going to do it. I'm waiting for another kid. I mean, we had an intervention not too long ago and I'm just, I know this little girl is just waiting to, to get me on something. And I'm just like, okay, it's been two weeks. She's going to do it eventually. Well, <laughs> and, and, and the fact that, you know, it's coming, like your whole attitude about it is so, so successful. You have a successful attitude. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it in. Well, the other thing is I asked the kids. Like, so before we're going to do a game and the kid's going to freak out, I'm like, do you think you're going to freak out if you don't win? And they'll say, yes. I go, well, then I'm not going to play until you're not. So let me know. And then like, huh? And I go, then they're like, okay, I won't freak out. And they don't. I need to say, are you going to cheat? Because if you're going to cheat, I'm going to wait. (laughs) Wait, no, hundred percent. I'm telling you, you think I talk to people like this. It's that simple. I'm like, it is really that simple because what you're doing is giving them the control for their own choices that they're making and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Which, which a lot of them want the control. Yeah. So, and so then, that, yeah. Right. And then they're not living in this like stereotype of, okay, well, I mean, she knows I'm going to cheat anyway, so I might as well just do it. And that's their, their narrative that they're telling themselves. So let's change that narrative. Right. Like I'll walk in, I'll walk in to see a kid and I could tell by his little grumpy mall. Are we going to have one of those days or is it going to like, I go, can we at least wait two hours and then we'll do it. Or if I have a tour at my school, I'll tell kids, I'm all, okay, here's this little ret like timer, no behaviors. When they leave, you can. <laughs> do, they, do they listen to that? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because it's, I'm not making these behaviors a huge deal. It's almost like I'm taking that huge thing down to like, all right, really? Are you going to do that? You guys want more kids, more friends, like show up. Yes. You know, you guys want this like crap. I started a school on accident. This wasn't my thing. <laughs> that is funny. That is really awesome. I go, you guys want this. <laughs> you know, when oh. it comes to the curriculum, they're part of it. When it comes down, I mean, they do everything. So, and even yes, this week, one of the kids came in with like a survey. Do you want, and he decided to make lunch for everybody yesterday. He's nine. Oh my gosh. So it's like constantly, how do we think of other people and how are we always teaching that? Cause you know what? I'm, we're not that important individually. Like we're not like, and, and I'm not we mean, but when you start to think that you're like a super important person, then, then you, that's where everything just kind of goes crap. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is true. That is very true. Um, I want to talk about self-regulating and Yaz yoga. Yeah. So to me, how do you, te- so I find that when you take it, when you tell a kid to take a deep breath, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I show them, I show them what I mean. Right. But it, like some kids have processing issues. <laughs> That's, That's like, true. Huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I don't even know what that, what to say. And then a lot of times, um, one of the things I notice, if you say, take a deep breath, the body, some kids do the opposite. So instead of their belly going out, they're going in and like you're causing your own panic attack. Right. So oh, there's, there's a yeah. looking at, right. So it's like, are they hyperventilating, trying to take a deep breath, but really it's how do we teach kids, you know, when they're, when they are feeling nervous, like these, these uh, breathing exercises and how do we teach, you know, self-regulation through movements and being in their body. So that's kind of, that's my passion. 
So are the kids doing the yoga during the day at school? Yeah. yeah and I don't teach them because I'll, I'll, I'm not, we're, I'm too close to them. So I have somebody else. <laughs> oh, that's smart. That, that is smart. And is it a particular type of yoga with that title? It's the, it's the program that I developed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's really looking at how, so to me, a lot of kids have executive functioning issues, which means yeah. that planning and everything else. And it goes into the gross motor and other things like that. So it's looking at how to do a sequence, but how to break down the sequence. So there's a whole toolkit that goes with it, a vision, like um, a choice board, how they could choose what they want to do. And then also down to like the actual schedule that they're going to do. But, you know, for example, some people don't realize like getting into downward dog, how many steps that takes. And for some kids, that's very hard. But if you're being able to work on the core, you're going to be able to get more proprioceptive and then you're gonna be able to focus a little bit more. And then also there's a lot of breathing exercises to make it less. Um, so it's not so, you know, what does it, what does it mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is this something parents can find online? Yeah. So I have, it's a 10 hour teacher training that I do. So, um, yeah, I'm, I should, I'll be doing one this summer. And so if you could just go to my website, vanessacolone.com, and you can find a lot of stuff there on there. And then plus the three hours we'll be doing, which is a mixture of both of them with the language and then the self-regulation piece. Amazing. You're doing so many things, successful podcast, successful school. Let's, let's, let's talk about your podcast and your book. Yes. Uh Oh, did you read, listen to the last one? (laughs) so funny when I reread your bio this morning, I was like, darn it. I wanted to check out your podcast. So I'm going to do that next. So I'm going to be listening to you in the car next. Okay. Well, I, I had a mini breakdown on my last one this week. That's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, I had a mini breakdown. I was talking, uh, and I, I guess we're just keep talking about this little boy that, <laughs> that seems to like, you know, when the one that's like goes, oh, what that, needs that intense like feedback but yeah um there was a moment where he uh we had we had a moment yeah yeah <laughs> and um I just found out at that time my brother passed away so over oh, overdose that day so and, sorry. you know we're estranged it's, it's a weird it's such a weird like life is just just throws so many things at you sometimes and um I went into work which I probably shouldn't have and yeah. uh, he was in a mood Mm. And you know, those kids that need to ex- like really explode he's my baby. Um, and, and then it, it was like, he's holding it together until I walk in the door <laughs> and then here we go. <laughs> the like, safe, we're, we're, the safe person is here, the safe place, but I'm not, <laughs> And you're not there today. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so we're going in and, you know, sometimes if there is a safety issue, I will do a hold. Um, And he, and I feel like he wanted that hold as a way of touch, but he didn't want to admit that, like he wanted that. Right. And so we're right to, right when we're going into it, um, I just lost, started crying. I'm just lost it. And, um, and I said, look at me. And he turned around and he was, I'm sure he was ready to punch me. <laughs> and he just sees me like sobbing and he just came over and held me. Oh, and like that we've never had any incident like that again. And it was almost that moment of like having to, like, I'm real. And that was about the podcast. It's like, as a professional being like open and say like, you know what? Yeah, I do all these things, but I'm also still human. And these kids see me as someone like they see, they're like, oh, is there another like award coming to you? Is there another like something else? Like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> like they see, like they see my books, they see, you know, me doing things. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. And then two months later, my grandma dies and he goes, do you need the emotional support, Vanessa? And I'm all, <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Like to me, like that to me, I, I'm glad I went to work that day. I'm glad this whole thing went down how it did. We grew together, you know, we, that, and that's again, the relationship building. Yes. Like that's how I would want him to be later on in life with somebody that needs it or a friend or anything like that. That is a wonderful story. I, that's not what I thought you were going to say when you're like, I had a breakdown. <laughs> I had a breakdown. I had a I don't know what happened. I was just like, this. I just want to talk about the story with this kid. Cause he, you know, he came in, he was like on Monday, like, I'm going to make all this lunches and I'm going to cook food for everybody. And it's like the growth that I'm seeing, like, like screw academics. Like you can go and figure out the world eventually on your own, but if you can't like be a good, nice, kind person, like, what are we doing? I only wish that that was more part of the day than what is going on at school all day. Right. Well, my kids end up getting out of work a lot with me. My yeah. And I was like, can you like stay out during a lesson? I was like, I really want to go get a hot chocolate. Can we go all go? I mean, that's the stuff that I do. That is so adorable. That is relationship building mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. What do we need to cut? What phrases do we need to cut from our parent vocabulary? I must know this. Um, you're being naughty. That drives me crazy. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so, and like, or that was a really bad choice you made, you know? Well, not, I like the choices. Like I like staying with like, what, what was the different choices that you can make? Like yeah. you're being bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think things like that are, you know, you're crying or you're being too sensitive, mm. uh, diminishing like that person's feelings. <laughs> yeah. But I, I see this around the the holidays a lot. Like, oh, Santa's not going to come because I've been bad. What? Oh, I hate when I hear that. Like just the threats too. Yeah. I think being able to understand that when a child does something, making sure that the, I don't, I don't want to say consequences, but the consequence matches what that, what that was versus like totally threatening and taking everything away. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like. Yep. 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 And sometimes I will say, like, I'll hear myself say something that I know was not a correct choice. And I will say, Oh, I don't like what I just said. I'm going to try again. Right. But at least say it out loud. Yes. Right. So if you say it out loud, then it doesn't become, it's not like, Oh, look, you're not perfect. And then sometimes parents like, you're going to lose the iPad for like, you know, three days. Are you kidding? Then you don't get a break. Think about it. We're punishing ourselves. Like, but like, make sure like me. Okay. Now I understand if they did something around, like not listening around screen time or they did, then that you would take that away. I, on that, with that piece. Right. That makes sense. But if they're doing something else, this is the thing that drives me crazy. If you do something at school, why, and you have the consequence at school, why are you going to have it at home? That drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's true. That is true. It's like, why, why? And then I had, I did a consultation and I met this family. I don't think the dad really cared for me. You either like me or you don't like, it's very simple. Like I'm, it's like, I'm not either. Oh, she's great. She's going to help me out. Or I I can't handle that. The truth. (laughs) 
and they were asked to, to cancel their camping trip for a kid that hit was hitting another kid. And I'm all the kids, five years old. Number one, number two is an impulsivity issues. And number three, what? And they did. No way. They, they did. did. They did. Oh, I had some feelings about that. And I think the dad was like, okay, she's not coming back around, which is fine. But am I, what, what is the school doing? It doesn't make yeah. sense. I agree. Like if your partner gets in trouble at work, are they going to call your wife? You know what I mean? Like, is it going to call, like, it doesn't like, what are you going to like deduct money? <laughs> like, come on. Oh my gosh. You really get it. I mean, these kids are lucky to have you. I hope I you know that. No, I thank you. But that's also the, the thing. And one of the biggest things that, um, my, with my, around my interventions is forgiveness, right? So like what happened on Tuesday stays on Tuesday yes. and it's been very hard for teachers that I've trained to be like, well, they did something two weeks ago and I'm all get over it. It was two yes. weeks ago. Like, yes. was, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear about this again. So I feel like once we can let that go and that it's a new day, the kids not being heard. Like, it's almost like, well, I'm not going to hit, I'm not going to do these things. I go to school. I'm like, just stop it. Just say, I'm going to try to make, make better choices. That's it. When you're telling a kid not to hit as they're walking in the door, what's in their mind. I'm not going to hit. They're going to hit. They are going to hit again. It's like, well, that's the story that everybody says that I do versus saying, are we going to try not to hit today? What do you think? You think you can do it by 11 o'clock? And then when hit 11 hits, okay, what? wow, 11. Do you think that we need to go on a walk or something to make it till 12 after lunch? And then when they feel good about themselves, right? But then you also have, you, and this is what I don't think people understand is that once a child starts to feel really good about themselves and they haven't before, they self-sabotage. Mm. So it's yeah. almost, they feel good. So you have to bring some normalcy back in. Like, okay, go do the dishes or do something else like there. It's almost like they have a really good day at Disneyland. The next day is shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the cussing, but. <laughs> it's totally okay. It's totally okay. Oh my goodness. Well, you are so much fun and you know, I could talk to you all day. Yeah. Well, thank but, you for having me. Oh my gosh. Is there anything else that you want to share um, before we talk about where everyone can find you. Right. Well, I think that the bi- biggest thing is like how to parenting with confidence. The book right there gives all the tips in there. And it's like, you can literally, I tell parents, well, if you have to go to the bathroom and you're looking for like a quick, like two second thing to get, it's a very simple read. Um, and it's very specific tools. Cause my dyslexia, like you're not going to get, a, and like, I need specifics like breaking mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so they can find your books and your program and everything on your website. Yes. Which is Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A-K-A-H-L-O-N.com and on Amazon too. So, and then I just came up with a self-care journal for teachers. Ooh. Yeah. Which is actually really cool of that. It's a three month way of like when a behavior happens in the classroom, how did you take care of yourself? And the question is, how is it not personal to you? Because I think we as teachers take things so personally, again, love taps. I, I will remember that. <laughs> Love tips. I'm telling you, it changes everything. It's going to deescalate my brain. That's for sure. Right. And, or just take a break and be like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you are wonderful. And I'm going to, I'm going to let you go to work and let thank your kids you. have you next, but thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I really, really, it was been fun. This is Rebecca Green reminding everyone to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving.
Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.